0: It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. continues to talk about President Trump's recent decision to quickly remove American troops from Syria. The potential ramifications of this decision are of unparalleled importance. It's amazing to think that some of the decisions that are happening right now seem to be pointing to last day's scenarios that we read about in the Bible. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 20th. 2018
1: on Sunday I I, uh, had a quote from a report about how Netanyahu is making it very clear in no uncertain terms that if need be they will strike Iran in Iran and certainly they can and if they can strike Iran in Iran they can certainly strike Iran in Syria as they have heretofore. Well, Israel's Channel 10 News reported that Netanyahu tried in vain to persuade Trump to change his mind and that there was tremendous disappointment in Jerusalem over the pullout, which is regarded as a victory for Russia, Iran, and Hezbollah. And certainly, um, I would be in agreement with that. And we'll talk about that more in a moment. The TV report described the U.S. move as, quote, a slap in the face for Israel, noting that the U.S. presence in Syria was, quote, the only bargaining chip in Israel's efforts to persuade Russia to prevent Iran deepening its entrenchment in Syria. Now, what I found interesting was what the Times went on to say. In April, two U.S. officials told The Associated Press that a phone call at the time between Trump and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, this is back in April, grew intense, grew tense over Israeli objections to U.S. plans to leave Syria within six months. So again, back in April, now it's been eight months. And of course, the president is couching this in terms of, A, the victory over ISIS, and B, this was yet another fulfillment of a campaign promise to withdraw from Syria. So that's his uh, justification for this decision. Perhaps it goes without saying, but the objections to Trump's decision are based on what many believe is the signing over of Syria to Russia, Iran, and Turkey, predominantly, again, exactly as Ezekiel 38 says. According to Al-Arabiya, the Syrian opposition co-chair is citing the U.S. withdrawal as a loss against Russia, Iran, and Turkey. In it, they quote Riyadh Darar, the co-chair of the Syrian Democratic Council is saying that the U.S.'s withdrawal from Syria will be at the expense of their future presence in the Middle East. And they will declare their loss in the face of the pact consisting of Turkey, Russia, and Iran. Did you catch that? In other words, uh, the U.S. is now irrelevant in the Middle East. The U.S. has once again, by way of a metaphor, signed over the title of ownership to the Middle East. And the new owner now is none other than Russia. And with Russia, Iran, and Turkey. So in other words, uh, the presence of the United States of America in the Middle East, no more. Again, again exactly as Ezekiel 38 prophesies. Quoting, The Americans originally came to confront ISIS in the region, then they started to escalate their stances on the situation with Iran and the political solution in Syria. Then he said this, again, this is that co-chair. This is very interesting. Listen to this. In any case, the political solution in the country will not happen soon, because the problem of Syria has not even started yet, in my opinion. Not even started? What? Are you kidding me? Can I say it this way? You ain't seen nothing yet in Syria. What haven't we seen in Syria yet? Oh, the total destruction of Syria. There's never going to be a solution in Syria. There's going to be the destruction of Syria. He pointed out that the conflict is no longer between Syrians, but has become an international conflict, starting with the Turkish intervention in some areas of Syria. Again, Even 24 months ago, I would even venture to say as recently as one year ago, 12 months ago, we could not be talking about Turkey in Syria. It's only been recently. But listen to this. He also saw that Washington's recent statements do not have a clear strategic calculation expressing his belief that the Russian party is the only one who knows what it wants. Russia, Russia, is the only one in Syria who knows what they want. I would suggest that Russia, being the only one who knows what it wants, is why many are concerned that subsequent to the U.S.-Syria withdrawal, the region will be thrown into utter and total chaos. According to the Jerusalem Post, the U.S. decision now throws into question everything that has been done in the past four years. Here's a quote. Turkey, Turkey, has grown closer to Russia and Iran, again, call me silly, but Ezekiel 38 is very explicit in naming Russia, Iran, and Turkey as being at the helm of this invasion. And here we're being told exactly as Ezekiel tells us, that Turkey has grown closer to Russia and Iran Over the last several years, it began to work with Russia and Iran to discuss the future of Syria, sidelining the U.S. Again, no presence of the U.S., not just in Syria, but in the entirety of the Middle East. Meanwhile, still quoting, the Trump administration is isolated, while Turkey and Qatar have become close allies The U.S. was embarrassed by its ally Saudi Arabia after the Jamal Khashoggi murder in October. Now Trump wants to leave Syria. He wanted to do so before, but was convinced to stay. The problem is that this will now, interesting word, weaken the U.S.'s hand against Iran and will throw eastern Syria into chaos. Turkey, this is an interesting scenario, listen to this, Turkey will launch an operation if the U.S. leaves, and the Kurdish fighters who helped defeat ISIS will likely have to fight a new war and perhaps sign a deal with Damascus. This will involve Iran and the Syrian regime entering eastern Syria. A new conflict could result. Russia, Russia, will help broker a deal as it has before with Turkey over Idlib, making Russia, and I underline this, the senior broker of the future of Syria. I mean... You'll forgive me for repeating myself, but again, call me silly, but is this not exactly what Isaiah 17 says and Ezekiel 38 says? Well, one more quote. For Israel, it is also a potential threat, you think? (laughs) As Iran's corridor to the sea that runs through Syria will expand, Iranian influence will grow. If the U.S. officials have put this up to test reactions, it will, here's that word again, interesting word, weaken, weaken faith in the U.S. Okay. Here's where I want to go with this, and I would say again that it does tie in with what we talked about on Sunday, but It's going to be really interesting to see how all of this plays out in the days and weeks ahead, especially here in the U.S. I made a comment, and it it wasn't first service, so it didn't get uploaded to YouTube, but I I made it second service, and I really thought about it uh, throughout the day on Sunday and even into the week, and certainly it came back uh, to uh, the forefront in my thinking as I watched uh, this breaking news this last week, but I made the comment that the jury is out on the fate of the United States of America. And I said that in the sense that there is now here in the United States of America an effort to divide and destroy from within. It's that old adage, united we stand, but divided we fall. And if you're anything like me, you've probably noticed with great grief how it is that here in the U.S. there is such division, and it is the likes of which, at least in my lifetime, I have never seen before. Now, at the first of the year, we're going to have a whole new Ball game, so to speak, when the Democrats take the House and they've made it very clear that their intentions are to bury this president in investigation after investigation. It will be so uh, contentious. That's probably, again, an understatement. And you have to understand that the effort is to impeach the president of the United States, Donald Trump. They want to impeach him. So I guess the question is, and this was the the question I asked rhetorically, is um, will they succeed? Will they succeed? What, What is in store for the United States of America? Now, understand that something has to happen to the United States of America. Now, one of the scenarios that I have kind of held on to is that the explanation for the absence of the United States of America in Bible prophecy is the rapture of the church. And I'm still holding on to that, and I'm sure some of you are as well. But what if that is not the explanation for the absence of the United States of America? In other words, something has to happen to the once most powerful nation on earth in order to explain why it is that America is not mentioned in Bible prophecy. Certainly America is not present in any shape or form to defend Israel when the Ezekiel 38 prophecy is uh, fulfilled and the invasion takes place. Dare I say that it seems the plausible scenario that we talked about on Sunday has inched even closer in just four days. Now, this goes back to this word suddenly, how swiftly everything will happen once all of this starts to go down. I really see it as all the players lining up exactly as we're told they would. And you add to that the swiftness with which everything is taking place. Now, they're talking about having uh the troops withdrawn from Syria within weeks. That's pretty sudden. That's pretty sudden. Now, this also kind of butts up against this Deadline. this timeline of sorts with President Trump unveiling via Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, this peace plan. And we keep hearing that in this peace plan there's going to be parts in it that nobody's going to like, but there will be enough in it that will make enough sense for people to accept it and move forward. So in any kind of negotiating, in any kind of deal, and certainly with what has been dubbed the ultimate deal or the deal of the century, there's always give and take. So is this shrewd on the part of the president to kind of do this as a give because now he's going to want the take in this give and take? We'll see. I think we'll find out in short order. Now, again, I I want to carefully say this and even preface this, but when I think about one Thessalonians five three, where Paul says that while they are saying peace and security, sudden keyword sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. When I think about what Jesus said in Revelation two times, uh, once in, in chapter 20 about that he will come quickly, and that word that he uses for quickly is tacos in the Greek, which is where we get our English word for tachometer, a measurement of revolutions per minute. In other words, what Jesus was saying is, I'm going to come at a time when things are revved up. Things are happening very quickly. And I'll even take that metaphor further and say, we're, we're redlining now. <laughs> what is it, about 6,000 RPMs when you redline, and that's when you have the potential to, you know, blow up your engine? Well, again, using that metaphor, I I think we're redlining and the potential is there for all of this to just blow up and go down. It really is, and I find myself saying this almost every week now, it's really just a matter of time. And if you think about it, and we've talked about this as well, and I'll, I'll uh, try to bring it in for a landing here. Think about this with me. Can you imagine a scenario in which there's this, and I'll use the word sudden, there's this sudden pause. There's this sudden, okay, wait. Okay, not yet. Okay, let's just slow down. I can't. I mean, this is what I mean when I say unstoppable momentum. There's, there's so much momentum. Things are moving so fast. I don't see a scenario in which they could slow down, let alone stop. Let me let me maybe explain what I'm thinking just a little a little bit more. Can you imagine the headlines tomorrow on our newsfeed where Putin announces that hey, we're just gonna you know what we're gonna pull out too? <laughs> How about Iran? How about Turkey? How about Sudan, who wants to, you know, uh, focus on Arabism, Arabism, okay, Arabism. Can, can you imagine them just collectively? How about Erdogan in Turkey? This guy is an interesting guy, right? Can you imagine him, along with Putin, saying, you know what, uh, the U.S. is going to pull out of Syria, I think that's a good idea. I think we're going to pull out of Syria, too. Everything's good now. Let's just all go home, have a Merry Christmas. They would never say that, (laughs) right? That's what I mean by unstoppable momentum. I think that it's set in motion. The die has been cast. And really, it is just a matter of time. It is taking place so quickly, so quickly. You know, it's interesting because we get people from all over the world that thank us for doing these prophecy updates and uploading them to YouTube and putting them on social media. And actually, it was in Israel. I was uh, a little taken back because there was uh, several people that said, please never stop doing these prophecy updates. They would also say, please don't ever stop presenting the gospel, and please never stop doing the ABCs of salvation. So I was inquiring of the Lord concerning this, and here's what the Lord ministered to me. Every time we end a prophecy update with the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ, and the ABCs of salvation, it encourages, even emboldens people to share the gospel. And sometimes what people will do is, because they know that they can expect it, they can actually have someone watching knowing that the gospel is going to be shared and the ABCs of salvation presented to how to be saved. And what's happening is God is using it, and people are getting saved. And what is exciting to me personally is that people are asking the right questions. And it's up to us to give them the answer of that hope that lies within us, that blessed hope of the soon return of Jesus Christ. One last thing, and then I want to end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation. On the Israel trip, I was so privileged to really get to spend some time with people and get to know them and hear their stories and their their struggles and their trials. And oh my goodness, it was just so heartbreaking. And at that time, the Lord had really just kind of encouraged me And I wanted to encourage them because I know that I'm on (laughs) the receiving end of, you know, difficulty and struggles and trials as well. And one of the things that God has really impressed upon my heart is that no matter how difficult it is, and no matter how hard it gets, God will get us through until that time when the trumpet sounds.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave his own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InspiritandTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is in spiritandtruthradio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.